battle for Middle-earth is about to begin. Where do you travel to find Middle-earth? the shadows of Angmar. Who created the dwarves? I thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. Why are elves immortal? You will linger on in darkness and in doubt. It's nightfall in winter that comes without a star. What is the ultimate evil of Sauron? Join me on a quest for answers through the books, the movies, and the games that tell us the legendary adventures of hobbits, dwarves, men, and elves in Tolkien's Middle-earth. Hello and welcome back to Middle-earth. I am Father Roderick. And I am Inga. And I'm Lara Burkholz. Good evening, Father. Good evening, and it's uh, indeed evening here in Middle-earth. We're standing on the last bridge. The, the last time that we talked, uh, we visited the Shire, and uh, we talked about the Inklings. And so we traveled back to uh, the last bridge on the east side of uh, uh, Ostguruth. And uh, today we are going to explore the Trollshaws, isn't it? What, yep. what, what kind of area is that, the Trollshaws? I know that if we go further east and then a bit north, we'll end up in Rivendell. But this is kind of the area between the Lonelands and, uh, and Rivendell. Yeah, it's actually the wilds, of the wilds around Rivendell. So if you would visit this, you would see lots of mountainous because it's close to the Misty Mountains. But you see also lots of trees because, yeah, it's a forested area and lots of wildlife, like lots and lots of wolves and bears uh, and all kinds of other yeah, wild creatures that also attack uh, travelers. Fantastic. And, uh, I'm already, already and, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, and trolls, of, of course. Yes, and don't forget the trolls. <laughs> and the, but the trolls are only around during the night, right? So if we hurry well, up, we might, we might be able to avoid them. Yeah, you well, actually... Uh, the trolls, um, there's a there's a new kind of troll that actually is around during the day. So things have changed a bit from, from when Bilbo went through here. Oh, uh, they've developed trolls that actually can stand the sunlight. Ah, so you have, to be, you have to be careful no matter what time of day it is. Saruman <laughs> has been doing some tinkering, perhaps. <laughs> mm -hmm. We know yeah, that he's, trolls, he's been crossbreeding quite a bit. The trolls uh, Bilbo met were stone trolls, and those are sensitive to light. But also, uh, in the north of the trolls, there are wood trolls, and, they, and those have, don't have this problem. Speaking of which, um, the place where Bilbo was captured uh, by the trolls is somewhere here in the Trollshaws, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually uh, quite close by. Well, can you show us the way? Because I'd love to, uh, to go there. Okay. We're on our horses, and uh, what I like about the... The Trollshaws is that it is a, it's a very foresty area with hills and some rocks, but also lots of beautiful trees. Most of them, this kind of autumn-like atmosphere here, and uh, especially in the evening, you've got this beautiful orange glow shining through the leaves of the trees, and, and it just adds so much, almost a golden glow to the entire uh, environment. So if I didn't know better, I would uh, think that this is perfect, perfect world to uh, to visit with your kids and family and just go out on a picnic. But uh, knowing how much danger there actually is in this area, probably not such a good idea. Yeah, we're traveling the road, and you have to remember that Bilbo and also Frodo could not uh, stay on the road. Now where because where? because it was dangerous. Um, they were were pursued by uh, at least uh, Frodo was pursued by black riders. Mm -hmm. And um, so they had to travel through the wilds, of course, where the most of, the, of, of those uh, yeah, uh, dangerous creatures are. So I'm trying to find the glade. It should be somewhere here. Okay, we're up on, a, on a, one of the hills, actually. We turned uh, left. So and north? And so we, we went, yeah, we we're now somewhere north of the path. So we're actually... It Trying to it's find a bit that place. Further on than this. Okay. Oh, it's a bit, it's a bit further down the road. Yeah. So you can see I'm not a hunter. I cannot yeah. read maps and everything. 
Now, of course, I've lost track of the both of you. <laughs> Hold on. You, you have very fast horses. I'm just a simple guy here, so I don't have these very fancy, super fast, speedy horses. So we went south to the road again. I see you. Okay, we're on the road. Yeah. Okay, I'm just following the both of you. Laura, if you would lead the way, please. Sure. So, oh, wait, how, did, how did Bilbo end up here? He was traveling to Rivendell or towards Rivendell? Yes, he was. He was traveling with the, his dwarf companions, and they were walking along the road, and they saw this red light in the trees, and they just started wondering what it was. And they and the dwarf said, "Well, Bilbo, uh, why don't you go investigate that red light?" And so he did, uh, and what he found were were trolls. And unfortunately, they captured him before uh, he could uh, before he could do anything or warn the dwarves or anything like that. So uh, they uh, they captured Bilbo, and then one by one, the the dwarves uh, came and tried to cap and tried to rescue Bilbo, or they they were looking for him. And then one by one, the, the trolls all captured all the dwarves. And then you know they. They thought, well, what a fine meal we have here. So they uh, that's when they had their famous argument about uh, cooking the dwarves. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, how are we going to cook these guys? Are we going <laughs> to steam them? Are we going to roast them? Are we going to, you know, and they're arguing about this and arguing and arguing. And then um, there's this there's this voice that comes out of the uh, that comes out of the woods and. Um, you know, each one of the each one of the trolls thinks it's one of the other trolls, sort of saying something to them. But it turns out it's Gandalf pretending to be, um, pretending to be uh, a troll and kind of imitating their voices. And uh, he is the one who, you know, gets them to keep arguing and arguing and arguing until uh, until they actually. Uh, get so mad they start sort of hitting each other and and then the doors are are able to escape and then they keep arguing so long it turns into uh it turns into daylight uh -huh. and then they they freeze because trolls uh or some trolls anyway turn to stone exactly. in the daylight well speaking of trolls i'm actually looking at two of them standing here on the yeah. hill and if you, you go a little bit east and you find a glade yeah, hold on, yeah, but I'm trying to describe these trolls here first uh, because <laughs> they look pretty scary. They're both green and, uh, uh, well, they just look like run-of-the-mill trolls, although these have a little bit of a dwarf-like uh, hat also. And some, uh, uh, they're carrying, I think they're carrying to, to killed animals and as, a, as some kind of a coat, right? <laughs> what is yeah, that? Yeah, look at that coat. It's a, uh, I'm going around the back of them, it's like a... A wolf or something that he just has draped around him. Yeah, like I think, a, I like think a tie. he must have been chilly, and he was like, "Oh my, there's a third one uh, approaching." Now the two of you are very strong warriors, so the trolls leave you alone. But uh, to me, yes, they, they still do. they still uh, they like represent you? a little bit of uh, <laughs> a moderate moderate peril. <laughs> so I don't they know. They want to know. Uh, they want to yeah. know how you. How you would taste for dinner, probably. Mm, yeah. I don't want them to find out. Oh my goodness, this is an entire den of trolls almost. I can see three more here to the right. Yeah. There are four, five on my left and three on my right. Now, what is going to happen if I pass them? They're probably going to attack me. They will go and pursue you. Yeah. Okay, well. I don't know. Trolls can be pretty passive. Yeah, but these aren't. Oh, here's another one. Now I think I've lost. Gosh, it's just infested with trolls here. Where where Elf. did the two of you go? I'm so right if you go a little you. bit south and then I'm right east you. and then to the north, then Protecting. there's there's a kind of yeah deep. Okay, just lead street. the way and I will follow. That's a better idea than if I venture here by myself. Oh, not, yes, that's what I was afraid oh. of. They're attacking me. Now run. Yeah, where? <laughs> east. I don't even know where I am right now. Argus go north. Did I go east? I can't go east because there are mountains there. I think he already lost okay. me. Okay, they're pursuing you. I think we have to turn around. Well, Laura, just just run and I'll follow you because I I don't, I don't want to stand here and getting 
getting killed. Done by a troll. Uh, there's another one throwing huge rocks at us. <laughs> and we lost Inga also somewhere along yeah, I was the road. waiting at, you, uh, at the stone fall. Uh, these guys are really in a bad mood. <laughs> okay. So there's, there's a very um, safe road just east to where you just were. Okay. So I will wait for you. Ah. Is, so it you can Ethan, is it Ethan down the hill here? Oh, uh, this yeah. one. Right, here. down the hill. Okay, yes. There are just some hints yeah. here. Some peaceful, quiet animals. <laughs> yeah. Don't stand too still too long uh, next to them because they will get uh, kind of uh, They'll get nervous. Angry. But yeah, at nervous. least they don't throw rocks at me. Oh. No. Uh -oh. But there are wolves, though. And they are uh, in pursuit. So I see now fa uh, fathers uh, riding in front of me, followed by two angry wolves. Okay. Well, I can, I can outru outrun them with my horse, I think. Ooh. Where are we now? No, there are now three wolves in pursuit of uh, father. Oh, great. Well, I can I can probably get off my horse and uh, try to... Oh, I see the stone trolls. Here we are. Yes. The stone trolls glade. Yes. Let's uh, trolls. step off my horse here. And, oh, there's just <gasps> one... Oh, that should do it. Thank you so much. I love the sound effects that accompany <laughs> your powers there. <laughs> that was Laura, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you've got some some kind of magic with a special soundtrack. <laughs> that is so cool. You have superpowers. Do you see how my hands are glowing? Uh, yes. That's that's how I invoked the the glowing hands. Is that is that sound? And that makes me a lot stronger. Now, I w I've always been a little bit uh, uh, confused about these certain powers that elves seem to have in in uh, in Lord of the Rings Online, because in in the stories by J.R.R. Tolkien, actually magic is, is almost muted. It's almost non-present, isn't it? So how how would you justify yes. these uh, these glowing hands? Is that some kind of like a drawing upon nature's forces or something? Oh, that's me. I think that's the idea. I, I, I think, you know, I mean, it is a game and you have to make it interesting for people to to play. So they do take some liberties with, with Tolkien, mm -hmm. but you know, elves, do draw on nature for instance Galadriel's mirror you know it's not exactly magic but she's just growing on she's just drawing on her knowledge of of nature and um, you know water is something that in Tolkien can often sort of bring it has kind of a prophetic quality to it you know so so the elves in this game also draw upon um, their knowledge you know the the rune keepers um, are elves the lore masters and lore master is a word that Tolkien used quite yeah. a bit actually oh, really so yeah. mm -hmm. who was yep. are there any characters that we know that are lore masters uh, Galadriel or uh, her husband because uh, um, a, lore, a real lore master is, is, is not a wizard so that's what uh, mm -hmm. sure lots no, of people no. think but of course we have a staff Mm -hmm. And uh, but what we what our speciality is, we are so we study the lore so much so that we can use it. For example, I can um, get debris swirling around and hit people with it, mm -hmm. or I can um, make um, glowing embers and and pelt people with it. So is it, so that's is it because similar? I don't know about a lot of of nature, but Laura, for example, is a minstrel, and she um, can. If you recall, in an early episode, we talked about. The music of the Einar, how they used to create the earth mm -hmm. of the Arda. Yeah. So there's kind of kind of creation and, and and power to music, and that's what minstrels use to do damage. Right. And a, a runekeeper uses the, the the power of words. So they make uh, they write down stuff, and those those words have such mo so, so so much power that they can hurt. Literally. Yeah, which is an interesting concept. Uh, the the power of words and. Uh, the, the the role of words in in the whole mythology of Tolkien is of course uh, yeah. tremendous. Uh, the, the the strength of, of songs. I mean, in the uh, well, sure. we have a series about uh, the secrets of the Hobbit, and we were uh, I was talking with Dave Kale about um, about the songs of uh, the dwarves, and uh, and and you saw that same kind of power of words, and it it. it literally changes Bilbo's lives because it's by one by hearing one of those songs that 
the Tukish side of him is awakened and he actually dares to go on this adventure. And had they not uh, mm-hmm. sung that song, then who knows, he might, he might still be in the, in the Shire. Yes, and, and actually the minstrel character in this game is based on Luthien. And that, that's another thing we've talked about a little bit, Baron and Luthien. Uh, Luthien actually uh, fought Sauron just with her singing. And she actually was able to defeat Sauron, and and kind of and send him running actually. And she she brought down his whole castle at, at the time. This is in the first age, really, before he's in Mordor or anything. Yeah. So that's what the minstrel is based on. It's it's based on Luthien. Now, I which do is know. Pretty cool. I do know a few people that if they sing, they they make people run Bring away. Bring the house down. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that there could be there could be real world <laughs> equivalents to that as well. <laughs> So I'm looking at these uh, three trolls here, and uh, night is falling, so it's it, it's getting dangerous. Although these three are definitely uh, no threat anymore. There is a, a bit yeah. of a the remains of a campfire here in the middle with uh, yeah, some some logs, and this is probably where they were um, hoping to roast the dwarfs and uh, yeah, and sex. Bilbo. Yeah. And, and so if you look at if do, you look at this one, it has a, a nest, birch nest behind his ear. <laughs> Which one? Oh, the one where you're standing. Oh, I see it. Yes. <laughs> That's actually also in the books. That's what Frodo. Uh, oh, really? Sees. Yeah. That's yes. Really when yeah, because Frodo comes along uh, across these when they're traveling to Rivendell, and when they sort of got out of the, got off the road and and got a little bit lost, and uh, you know, I one of the other hobbits sees them first and, and starts getting all worried, saying, "Oh my goodness, trolls! What are we gonna do?" And mm-hmm. and uh, Strider comes up and and uh, just breaks a stick across one of them and says, "Well, we don't have to worry about these trolls." And then they figure out they're Bilbo's trolls. So they so uh, they sit and and Sam tells a or has this long poem about Bilbo's trolls, which is pretty amusing. These trolls look slightly different from the the other trolls that we just encountered. These are are bigger, and they also seem to wear more aggressive armor. Um, they've got these. Uh, well, yeah. I guess it's made out of bones or these spikes on uh, on their uh, on their armor, and they just look very very dangerous. And it's it's funny they they're literally frozen in time almost. Mm-hmm. So these so these would be here for about seventy years. So they, ah, they look okay. a little more primitive, don't they? In a you way, know, yes. Yeah. The bones. Well, yeah. perhaps there has been some fashion shifts in, in <laughs> you know, <laughs> between the time of Bilbo and then Frodo's time. Who knows? Uh, you also uh, recall, uh, if you read The Hobbit, that um, one of the, t- um, the, the trolls drops a key uh, when they are fighting, and Bilbo picks it up, and which is the key to their house. And then they he turns the key... And there's all kinds of riches which he takes and, bur- and, and buries. And when he returns from the Lonely Mountain, mm-hmm. that's uh, also part of the treasure he takes uh, ah, home. Right. And their house is here to the left. Their, their cave. Really? Yeah. Can we go? Uh, there's just one question before we go there. Because um, yeah. I see that this the one one of the trolls here, the, the one that I'm standing in front of, is, is actually turned away from the other two. And uh, it's almost as if he's surprised or so does <clears throat> refresh my memory when Gandalf impersonates these trolls it, do they see him at one point or are they just surprised by the by the light yeah that he does come out of the shadows um, and maybe that this is they're they're uh, frozen looking looking at him and right then is when the sun comes out how cool <laughs> yeah and I'm standing in front of the cave so if you go and actually, they're all standing with their backs yeah. towards, uh, their backs turned to the east. So they probably didn't yeah. see the sun coming. They were, were uh, distracted by Gandalf standing yeah. on the west side of this uh, area. Mm-hmm. And so that's... And maybe they were, maybe they realized it and they're trying to run to their, to their cave or something. Although yeah. they don't look like they're running. No, they're... They lo- just very startled. Sur- surprised, yes, yeah, startled. Yeah. And actually, it's it's interesting to see the detail because the towards the east, there is uh, because we're we're surrounded by uh, very rocky hills or almost mountains, but there is an opening between the these hills uh, straight to, if you look east. So that that's probably how the first rays of sunlight could uh, touch this place. It's very, I love those details. 
So let's go to to the house of the trolls. Yeah, that's I, I don't think it's I've here to the west. Uh, okay. So I'm running towards you again. So I was making sure yeah. that I could find it. So I see Laura and you coming. Follow me, please. Beware of this tree. That's a tea. broken tree here. But I, I love the, the details that are in this game. Oh, yeah. So, oh, there's a live troll. I don't want to get yeah, any closer we don't go to that there. one. So, here. here you oh, are. wow. It's just a cave. And it's, yeah, oh, no, you see a, a humongous keyhole. Oh, really? Which, yes. <laughs> How cool. So there's kind of a door in the in the side of this, uh, this, this rock and a keyhole, indeed. Unfortunately, we, we don't have the key, so we can't go in. <laughs> I think Bilbo has it, or... I don't know what it ha what happened to the key, but oh, yeah, they went in and, and and got all the the, the, the treasure and and in the f in in front of the of the, the this door we can see some uh, actually this problem whoa what's that <laughs> that's a troll <laughs> but there there's actually some cooking material here in front of it I, I guess that these are just pots and pans that that's they oh yeah there's a skillet over here yeah nice. Nice, You're uh, standing in one, size. so that's kind of freaky, uh, Yeah, it's, uh, I'm just measuring it. It's, it'd be a perfect size for some dwarves and a hobbit. I guess so. It, not I, big enough for a person, now, really. But. You know, I, I always wondered, uh, the, what would be the appeal of, of uh, cooking dwarves? I mean, perhaps hobbits, because they don't have beards, but these dwarves with their big beards. Ew. <laughs> I just, just all that hair in your mouth, I don't know. Perhaps they're like cats. They just swallow everything whole and then spit it out later. <laughs> oh, have not thought about that. Hey, you got to think, think of I everything. I don't think I want to. <laughs> I wonder if the, if if, if uh, Tolkien ever uh, created like a cookbook <laughs> with recipes for these trolls. <laughs> we see some cooking, uh, but mostly done by the hobbits in the in the yeah. stories. But I've I've never. Uh, I don't think he really he didn't really mean for them to get uh, eaten, so didn't have to. Didn't have to go that far. Well, but Tolkien is always so detailed in the back creating yeah. the backstory of all these characters and all these creatures. <laughs> he yeah. must have thought about it. Probably wrote o about it somewhere. <sighs> Look at that troll there. He is ugly. This is a yeah. Olog basher, and he has no vestments whatsoever. No, no, he's not wearing yeah. any armor. Yes, he no, he only has uh, something to to cover his uh, yeah his underside. <laughs> How do you call that? This uh, his underside. Yeah. <laughs> do. I don't want to know work. anything about that. <laughs> these these look more. The other ones looked more like people. These look yeah. more like monsters. Oh yeah, they're, they're almost very very creepy. Lizard-like skin. But I don't also don't think they need armor. If you look at their their skin, it's like um, Rock. reinforced. Hmm. I get nervous of the of those trolls. Yeah, we might want to. Even though I'm uh, I'm very strong, I don't want to fight one. Yeah, me neither. Worm walking past in the back. Yeah, I see the dragon back there or the worm. Yeah, there's some these, these scaly worms there. It's kind of related or akin to to dragons, um, and probably also very dangerous for me. So, uh, where are we going next? <laughs> let's go east. Let's go back to the glade. Yeah, and then let's let because me. Because that uh, has a safe way out to the road. Let me summon my horse, and then we can travel uh, eastwards. Um, isn't isn't uh, Thorinhad in the neighborhood here somewhere? Yeah, that's a little bit farther east. All right, well, let's try to find that. It's it's very confusing if you visit this area for the first time. Uh, as long as soon as you stray from the path, it gets very confusing because everything looks alike I mean it's just one big forest and yeah. I remember getting lost here all the time and uh, <laughs> I still get lost here oh gosh yes especially the uh, s the southwest that's really hard to find to find anything there okay we're out of the area oh some more wolves here that will probably chase me <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> yeah, oh my. At least the elks don't seem to mind. At least not now. <laughs> they can be very aggressive also. Yeah, they can stun you. They have the, those big antlers. 
especially the male ones. And they uh, they come to uh, yeah, in pursuit of them with their heads down, and if they hit you, you uh, are knocked down. But still, I don't mind that too much because it's kind of natural behavior. But uh, there seems to be a difference between like regular animals and the, the kind of uh, self-defense behavior that they display. And then you've got these corrupted creatures like trolls, yeah. like uh, wargs, and everything. Or the wargs. And, uh, some of some of these sick bears that are just way too aggressive. And okay. I, it's kind of interesting yeah. that uh, in, in Tolkien's stories, it's not just mankind that is corrupted by evil. It's, it's, it has a, an impact on, on, uh, on part of the creation as well, part yeah. of the animals. Fair, and, be and very even, careful here. There are wandering trolls here okay. also at night. I don't see them right now, but they, I know there are here. Oh, there's there's one yeah. to the right. He's, he's almost indistinct. <laughs> you can't really tell because they're all kind of greenish and yeah, uh, they, are they, blend, flash. they yeah. blend in with the uh, with the landscape. So the road we're, we're um, traveling um, uh, on the left side of the path again, and we are uh, actually still going eastwards, but also slightly north. And where this path is. Uh, winding up the hills we're still surrounded by beautiful orange brown trees and right here on my left is a uh, on top of this hill is a are, are some runes some ancient gray stone runes look very sturdy what kind of architecture is this is this dwarven is this uh doesn't look no, like the, elvish this, this would be human this would be a rune uh, from Rudar. The the actually the kingdom of Arnor extended all the way over here, and this was the part of it called Rudar. Cool. So, yeah. So these were these are made by um, the people of Numenor. There's uh, not much left. Long of time the, ago. There's not much left of no, these runes. No, it's been a long time since they were here. This is. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah, just thousands some, of years ago now. Some pillars. I, I guess this has just been. Uh, Part of the side of the of the of the castle or the fortress or whatever was uh, was built here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you uh, remember the the episode we did about the Lone Lands, mm-hmm. we discussed this whole defense line from oh, true. actually starting in Bree yes. and going all the way through the Lone Lands all the way here, uh, a kind of defense system against the north thing so against because Angmar of course is at to the north of this. So this was part of those defenses. Yes, uh, this this uh, fortress. Actually, I, there there must be more to this to this building or this edifice, but w- there's just just this big wall here in front of me, and I can't see if there's anything behind it. But there are a few uh, dwarves here that have uh, yeah merchants uh, at least are camping here. Yeah, this must be a, t- a temporary settlement. There's a tent and there's a campfire here in the middle of this uh, of this area, and a couple of dwarves with what looks like. Uh, oh, they're selling bags. I think leather bags for travelers. Purses. purses. Or purses, yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, I was just looking at these ruins, and you know what they really remind me of is is the is Greek ruins or, or Roman ruins, mm-hmm. and these would have been around for about the same amount of time. Um, actually, these are a little bit older because they would have been around for about almost three thousand years. Wow. Um, two, three thousand years. But, you know, they, if you look around, it's it's like what you see in a lot of pictures. I've never been there. But, uh, you know, just these columns left and, and mm-hmm. the remains of the outline of the building and the the roof is long gone. Yeah. You see also um, kind of emblems of, of a crown, which is a symbol of Rudal, the crown and the stars. Oh, right. Oh yeah, I can see them on the on the walls here yeah. uh, above me. And, and it, b- before we ha- also visited uh, Cardinal Runes, which had this weird-looking thing mm-hmm. with seven stars, and maybe that's also the Palantir because they're yeah. also it looked like a staff or something. Yeah, or yeah. Or, or a holder for the Palantir, which would be on top of uh, of uh, Weatherstop. Well, there's some merchants here, um, uh, some human uh, uh, merchants. Is there art which you need? Yeah, probably from the Lone Lands. No, I don't need anything, but... Uh... Greetings, friend. How may I be of help? So are these uh, people from Bree, you think? Or um, or just 
kind of nondescript uh, people here. Uh, these are elves, actually. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, they're <laughs> elves. I should have so, seen So, you know, I guess you even have some elf traders. So they're probably just from Rivendell. Right, this, yeah, that, you're this, right. This one has armor that's from Rivendell. It has a... At least he wears, his, wears the same um, vestments as the, the guards in the, when you oh, enter Rivendell. Okay. Yeah, they have some kind of a coat of arms uh, on, uh, on their clothes. Yeah. I, I, hard, I could hardly tell that this was an elf. I had to look at the ears uh, because this, this one is still dressed as a warrior. Some of the elves are... Uh, 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 the female elves are, are uh, dressed in robes, so it's kind of... Is more fitting for elves. Megavanen, mm -hmm. yeah. and you can you? And kind you of can, tell by their tell. names. Yeah, yeah, they have elvish names. Limrinith, yeah, and yeah. she she just greeted me with the Megavanen, so that that's definitely a, a very elvish greeting. Yeah. And, there are and that's here, probably elves. why the why the dwarves have their separate little area here, you know, to keep them away from the elves a little bit. Indeed, yeah, they don't they don't want to camp out with the they elves. They don't always get along <laughs> that great. That's certainly, uh, certainly so. Um, I'm so standing next to a campfire with two very famous elves. Oh, hold on. Over here. Let me see, where are you? Oh, here. Yeah. Uh, this and is if you look look very closely at them, they, they have almost the same face. Huh. Eliadan and Elro here. Eladan and Elro. Eladan. Oh, Eladan. Yeah. And, and Eladan means uh, elf man. Mm -hmm. Because these are the sons of Elrond, so they're they're ha they're considered the half elven like Arwen is. Oh wow! So Eladan means elf man, and yeah. Elrohir means elf knight. Yeah, like uh, uh, Rohan is also with horses, right? And that Ro mm -hmm. also is a part of this name. So and so uh, these two are are twins or um or ha or, or or just brothers. Well, they look almost identical. Well, it doesn't specify Might that they're twins, but they time. are born in the same year. And it would be very unusual for elves to have children that close together. Uh, they usually, it, it, it's usually 10 years or more between between elvish children, mm -hmm. you know, because they have a, they have a long time <laughs> to raise them. Uh, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to, uh, to do like we do, you know, have them and, and, uh, you know, have them pretty close together. Uh, cause, cause their parents have plenty of time. Right. <laughs> so, so we think, so we think there's twins and actually we know that Elrond was a twin because his brother Elros uh, his his twin brother Elros became the uh, founder of Numenor, the first king of Numenor. Oh wow! So he chose to be mortal. Elrond chose to be of elf kind, and Elros chose to be mortal and became a king and lived for about five hundred years. Right. So that's still so pretty that's old the line for a, <laughs> for, for humans. That's the line that that Aragorn comes through. Mm -hmm. He's descendant of Elros. Ah, so, I see. And then. Elrond himself, his mother, his mother's brothers were twins. Hold on, so but, but twins. so so you're saying that Aragorn was related to Elros, right? To Elrond's yes. brother. Yes. But then oh, he falls. He, he falls in love with Arwen, who is the daughter of Elrond. Yes. Well, you have to remember, huh. Elrond was born at the end of the first age, which is about six thousand years ago. Okay. So there's six thousand years between <laughs> between Elros and Yeah, but and still, Aragorn. still, they're, so they're, they're family. they're pretty distant. <laughs> they're pretty distant. I mean, I don't, hmm. I don't think you'd consider that like they're not first cousins or anything like that. It's not that. causing any <laughs> genetic problems in Middle Earth. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Wow. So, so what do we know about these two brothers? Is, are they part of the of the lore, uh, or are they just mentioned and that's about it? They're they're mentioned quite a bit in the book. Uh, they travel with the Grey Company down to meet uh, Aragorn when they deliver the the. If you remember, when they deliver the banner from Arwen, they're among that company, and and they fight with uh, Aragorn too um, at the at the. Pelennor Field. Oh, cool! They come down and and fight too. So we so we hear a bit about them. Uh, they're not really in the movie. I mean, there's some debate as to whether they were or they weren't. But Peter Jackson has actually said that 
the twins were off fighting or off hunting at the time and they weren't there. Right. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but people have gone through and looked at everybody that appears in Rivendell and said, oh, maybe maybe it's these guys. And But but anyway, they're, they're not really part of the movie, so... If Peter Jackson were uh, George Lucas, he, will ju he would just add them in for the Blu-ray edition, for the special edition. <laughs> well, the other, thing, the other thing that's interesting is we don't know what happened to them. You know, they, they have the same choice that Arwen can make, whether mm -hmm. to be mortal or to be elf kind. And at the end of The Lord of the Rings, it never says wh what they decide to do. You know, it, 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 they don't go on the boat with Elrond uh, over to, uh, to Valinor. Okay. But... But uh, it doesn't say what they end up doing, so it's an interesting thing to speculate about whether they decided to stay in Middle-earth and, you know, become men, become maybe mortal. They, maybe they took another boat? They Or they could have. They could have taken another boat later on. So, we just don't know. Fascinating. So how big was Elrond's family? Because we know there's Arwen, and there is uh, and Elod the Elodin, and, and that's it? Or are That's there any it. other? Uh, okay, so that was just a small family. And he actually. does, he did, he does have a wife, who is over in Valinor. She was attacked by uh, by orcs and and uh, wounded. So uh -huh. she had to go over to Valinor to be healed. She couldn't stay in Middle Earth oh, anymore. Okay. So she didn't die, really. She didn't. No, she didn't die. She didn't die at all. She went over when she was still alive. So, and when, the, you know, if elves do die, they go over to Valinor in a different way. They end up in the halls of Mandos, which mm -hmm. is, some people have sort of compared it to purgatory. It's almost like a holding area where, you know, if, if you, if you're worthy and they, they think that you could contribute something, they might send you back to Middle Earth. Oh, really? For instance, yeah, like Glorfindel yeah. is a good example of that. He... He actually killed a Balrog in the in the first stage, and that's how he died. He killed the Balrog, but the, the Balrog killed him too. And so he he appears also in the Lord of the Rings, and so he's a a it's not exactly a reincarnation, but like a reembodiment wow. of the of the old Glorfindel. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. similar to what happens to Gandalf, who kills the Balrog and then comes back later? Is it kind of uh, an analog yeah, situation? It is similar. Yeah, it is Gandalf similar. Porsche Maiar, so he's. Of course, yeah. There's it's, it's, it's definitely a different uh, dimension to his uh, existence, but but still, but it is I mean, very similar because you know Gandalf has a body and can feel pain and can be killed you mm -hmm. know he was killed by the balrog yeah he did die but they sent him they they re-embodied him and sent him back to complete his mission that they, they decided that he really needed to to, to finish up and that's, that's why so he looks it, different because it, he, he's yeah. now gandalf the the white and not, no longer gandalf yeah. the gray so he's mm -hmm. huh and they seem to have sent him back with a few more powers than he left oh yeah with. yeah definitely yeah. and his beard also, his beard I, looks a lot cleaner as well yeah, but that's <laughs> also why shampoo. that's also why the, the hobbits didn't recognize him first. They see a white light and they see. Yes. Uh, uh, but when he starts to speak, then they recognize him, right? Well, it's it's very similar to the um, and this is undoubtedly because of uh, uh, Tolkien's Christian heritage. Very similar to the stories of the resurrection, where at first uh, the apostles and uh, the disciples of Jesus don't recognize Jesus, and it's only when he calls their name that they suddenly realize, well, it's him, or or by his behavior, because he breaks the bread just like he used to do. But there's kind of a, uh, he's still the same, and yet he's different, because it's, it's kind of beyond death. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if that was also the inspiration for Tolkien to uh, to do the same thing with uh, at least with Gandalf. I don't know about uh, uh, about the the elves that come back from from the death if, if from the dead if, if if they are also changed physically or have a different body or or whether they, they look the same. Well, Glorfindel means golden hair, and so. He came back at least with golden hair, like he had before. But he doesn't specifically say that it's exactly mm -hmm. the same body, so we don't we don't know that for sure. But um, but that's you know he speculated on on it in his letters, and it was sort of 
his ideas on it were sort of evolving through his life. But he, he does say that they come back in, in bodies. I don't know if he ever specifically says they're exactly the same. Did Tolkien so. do, uh, did he study theology at any point in his life? Or was it just, it was focused on liter literature and it just kind of picked up on all these religious well, ideas from, uh, from just his Catholic background? Well, he did, uh, you know, he had a very strong Catholic background. He was actually, his foster father was a priest. When his mother died, she left the, or his guardian, she left the guardianship to a very good priest friend of hers, of, oh. of Tolkien and his, his brothers. So he had a very strong background. He also helped translate uh, the Bible, the, uh, the Jerusalem Bible, the uh, story of, um, oh my goodness, is it Jonah? I think it's Jonah. Oh, really? So is, he knew uh, Hebrew as well. That book, the book of Jonah, he actually did the translation for that. Oh, wow. Um, so, so you know, he was very well versed in in theology. I don't know that he ever studied it in particular, but he was a medievalist too. Right. Of so course, you know, yeah. you you would be studying theology by by. Uh, by reading medieval literature. So he seems to have too, a so. some some very very uh, correct kind of intuitions when it comes to at least Christian theology and uh, the way that he implies he implements that in his stories is uh, is quite quite impressive for mm -hmm. let's say a non-theological scholar. Yeah, he he thought about it a lot. You know, if you ever read his letters, you've really thought very deeply about about this. And he also thought about how to incorporate his Christian beliefs into his stories without becoming too allegorical. Well, yes, and we've discussed this many times in in our show yeah. that uh, this is this is not C.S. Lewis. <laughs> this is not oh Elrond is Jesus and uh, or Gandalf is Jesus, no. etc. etc. No, fortunately not. That would uh, no. create a very closed kind of story, uh, yeah. closed closed kind of world. He's he said he said in one of his letters, I believe that. He wanted Middle-earth to be uh, something that God could have created, but not necessarily our Earth. You know, something that could come from this, from from the mind of God, mm -hmm. but but different than 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 what we have. But, yes. But sort of consistent with it. Which must so, be yeah, a very. It's, it's very. It's very difficult to keep that balance between, you oh, know, absolutely. wanting to, because there are lots and lots of, of Christian values in, in the storyline and in the behavior of, of the characters. And uh, there definitely, uh, there, there is a lot of uh, analogy, I think, in themes with biblical themes, but it's not it's sure. not just a one-on-one a, a -on -one metaphor. It's, yes. it's like, th that's kind of what annoys a lot of people about C.S. Lewis. Even though, you yeah. know, I still think that Lewis did a pretty good job telling stories and uh, and perhaps he had a different aim. He was perhaps a little bit more, I don't know, more overtly trying to convey a Christian message through his stories, whereas Tolkien want, just wanted to create this world. And yeah. he did well, that. I think yeah, I, I think that Tolkien also didn't like having, he, he didn't like stories that had a message that yeah. you could really tell it was. He was more interested in creating mythology. Mm -hmm. He really wanted to create this this mythological world that was rich and deep. And, and I think Lewis, um, you know, he also did that with Narnia. But Lewis was also not shy of of putting his message in there either so <laughs> a little bit different a little bit different uh philosophy yeah, yeah. all right well um i think we uh we should perhaps travel on and uh see what else we can explore here in the troll shawls uh because this is still uh, even though i i really like this area because of the, the beautiful combination of the nature and then the, the hills and the colors here and some of these runes but uh, <laughs> it's also quite boring sometimes there's not much in terms of history so Inge are there any other locations that we could explore yeah we can go uh, heading s south a bit so first we can go to the Brunend River and then we can go south there are a little bit more ruins there and then okay. we uh, are heading towards a region and which is another area south of uh, Trollshaws with lots of rubies too. It's a region. Oh, Iregion. These are always hard. So, well, you know, I mean, you're you're a German speaker trying to speak 
English. That's kind of weird English. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we've got it's a German. To get it right, we've got a German Middle Earth uh, squatter, a Dutch one that would be me, and then we've got Laura, an American one. An American squatter. Yeah, but I'm also a little bit Dutch. That's true. That's true. I'm half German. I don't speak German. Ancestry is German. Actually, I, th- th- there seemed to be... Uh, uh, I, I remember one of our listeners sending me a link to uh, uh, a list of... Uh, a, a pronunciation guide for a lot of these words and names in uh, Middle-earth. But I remember I was uh, listening to the audio version of The Hobbit. Um, on, uh, with Gandalf? Uh, with Gandalf. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes yes. it was just shocking, because I heard for the first time oh, how yeah. to pronounce a certain region. And I've been playing this game for... For years, and so you have kind of this internal idea of what something should be pronounced. And at first, I didn't even recognize some of the terms. It's like, what? What are they talking about? Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, there's a couple things that make it a little easier. Like C is always hard C, mm-hmm. like Kurd uh, Kirdan or Kelagorm, uh, and G's are always a hard G, like Iregion. Okay. Uh, instead of E-region. It, and that's what it looks like. It looks like E-region, but it's Iregion. Okay. So in, in, in Italian, things. you would add uh, an H after the G to, to uh, kind of indicate. Over here. Where are you? Gu- guys, over here. Uh, <laughs> I don't back, know where back, you are. Back, back, back. <laughs> Hold on. Do you see this? Oh, there you go. You know what it is? Maybe you sh- I should describe what I'm looking uh, at. It looks at it like a campfire or just a, a couple of logs and there's been a fire here, but it's it's not on. Yes, it's a, it's, it looks a bit out of, the, out of place because you would expect a camp or other oh, remains. Oh, I know what this is, yeah. This is where Strider lit the fire to scare away the... Uh, they, they hastily lit a fire to scare away the, the Black Riders that were yes, coming. Yes, wow. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of them yeah, are... and they they were able to sort of head them into the river. They were trying to chase them all into the river um, because uh, Gandalf was... Uh, well, Elrond actually creates the floods in this river. Mm-hmm. If, if something bad goes across the, uh, the Bruinen River... Yeah, Bruinen is, uh, is, not, is, flood. is close yeah. to where we are. Yeah, and it's, it's right interesting. And we, we've here. seen we've seen that the Black Riders are afraid of fire, also on Weathertop. Mm-hmm. And I don't yes. know if that was also in the book, but I remember in the movie that uh, Aragorn just book, takes this definitely. torch and and chases them with fire, which kind of yeah. uh, kind of very very uh, easy to see symbolism, where you know the darkness is chased away by the by the fire, or by the light. Mm-hmm. And in this case, they're chased yeah. by the fire in the direction of the Brunin. Do you pronounce yeah. it Brunen or Bruin? Bruinen. 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 Like Bruin. Okay. Which is German Bruin. for bear, right? Is it? No. No. Bear. Bruin. Maybe it's uh, like Swedish or something or, no- or but it, Norwegian. But, Bruin. Uh, Bruin. But Bruin means bear in some language. So it's like Bruinen. In, in, in Dutch, uh, Brun means uh, source. So I don't know if that's somehow related. So we're, I'm I'm actually uh, yeah, now at the Brunnen River. Yeah. It's not very deep, this water. So no, well, these here. are the fords. This is the ford. Yeah. So this is where you can cross. Okay. So, yeah. so, so yes, uh, the hobbits and and Strider chase the uh, chase the the nine riders into the river, and mm-hmm. Frodo is, is standing over here on the shore. And sort of sitting on his horse and sort of saying, "You, you can't get me," you know. This yeah. is the book version I'm talking about, sure. not, yeah. not the movie version. And then Elrond, or as soon as as soon as anything evil steps into this river, it rises up. And then Gandalf added those horses and the rocks right, in the river right, to right, make right. it even more deadly. And and it doesn't kill the nine riders, but it kills their horses. So they sort of have to limp back to Mordor, and and. Uh, they're, they're taken out of commission for a while. <laughs> they have to find some new horses. <laughs> yeah. Well, they found the, uh, the the dragons. Or not the dragons, but they're, they're birds that they fly on, those big birds. I don't know what's worse, the horses or the birds. Uh. So, and the water would come from which side then? From uh, this side. Uh, the floods, from, from, uh, from up from north. From the north. Oh, yeah. 
from okay. up by Rivendell, yeah. Because the, the Bruinen flows through Rivendell as well. Is that the yeah. same river? Now yes. I understand. Yeah, it because is. I've been to Rivendell before, and, and you see this river and, and the waterfalls and everything. So that's the same water that flows yeah, through. And, and then it goes up to the, to the Misty Mountains. And if you go north from Rivendell to the Misty Mountains, and then you have a camp, a dwarf camp, and if you go north of that, then you have the spring. So the, the source of the Brunnen. I'm following the the the, the Brunnen here. And there are actually two waterfalls here uh, up north. Wow. Ah, oh, that looks awesome. The water is too deep here for me to stand. So. So this is where the water came from, and, and then it floats. It it flows to the south. Yeah, and an interesting side note for those. Lotro. If you ever do the Fords of Bruin and skirmish, at the very end, the waters rise. Oh wow! And they have they have the flood, and they even got the horses in the waves. It's, it's oh, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I don't I don't remember ever ever done that. Having ever done that. So oh, if we if we follow the the Brunen River, is the, um, where does this go? To Eregion. Eregion. Eregion, but Eregion. you can't actually get there that way. No. No. It won't let you. You have to take the road. So where does it end up? In the sea somewhere, or? Uh, well, I'm always a, a little question. bit fuzzy. Let me look at the map here, because it goes to yeah. Go. It flows Eregion. into the Anduin, I think. Yeah. The, the river itself would flow into the Anduin and then down to the sea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes all that the way south. It flows all the way to Enadwas, yeah. Enadwas. South and then in the sea, at least. Right, it's kind of kind of almost a parallel to the Misty Mountains, but uh, more to the west. All right, so how do we get to this other area? Uh, let me. Where's my uh, horse? You have, to, you have to go back for, uh, up the road a bit. Okay, now I don't see you anymore. Did Did you go east up the hill or? No, I I went west. So. Mm, hold on, I'm confused. If you go, oh. if you go up the hill, then you go to. I'm right by your father. Where? Oh, there. I'm <laughs> sorry. Right <laughs> just next like, to where, you. Where are just, you? Just okay, show me. Come back over the river. Okay. Show me where to go now. Well, there are two roads, but the, the, I, I won't uh, lead you through the to the Missy uh, the high road because that's um, infested with wood trolls and other okay. dangerous animals. So this is the kind of quiet. Huh, I don't think I've ever taken this road. Oh, you did. Don't You just don't remember. Okay. We're Mind the bears. Traveling to the southwest now. And uh, on actually we're, we're on the left side of a, of a mountain. There's kind of, I have to be careful because on the left side there is this... Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we might, we might be fighting some bears here. Okay. Uh, just, just, just ignore the bears and just go straight on. Yeah, I'll just keep on, keep on riding. I don't think they can, uh, they can keep up with my horse. You should be fine. I think so too. It's very dark. And this way. Okay, we're entering the high moor. I know that there are some runes here in this area as well. I, I remember visiting a, a small settlement here on top yeah. of one of these hills. Do you want to go there or do you want to mm, go straight no, to... No, no, let's go to... Uh, Eri... Uh, something. Eregion. Eregion. Just, just pronounce it like it was a cheese. Doesn't a that cheese? Sound like a Eregion <laughs> cheese? <laughs> we, we only have... Oh. Gouda, Gouda cheese. <laughs> uh, let me, let me, let me go take the short route, or not? Yes. Okay, oh, I've got a rockworm following me. So <laughs> gotta be oh, there will, there will be more here. Just, yeah, just there's these on. nasty frogs as well. These very aggressive toads. Well, they don't do anything. As, as if, if you st st uh, keep standing, then they get nervous. But otherwise, hmm. yeah, you're fine. And I also remember that somewhere here there was a quest with uh, with Gollum actually. Yeah, that's where we're heading now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh. Gotta re so. find my horse again. I, I will wait for you. So wait. Oh, another worm attacking me. 
And yeah, the other bank is not better because there are more worms. The I other know, I know. And there's some some remains also, or some ruins yeah, here. That's from the uh, elf camp above that has, has fallen oh, down. Oh, okay. So that's up this hill. Yeah, I remember visiting yeah. that place. Yeah. Oh, wow. I keep getting kicked off my horse by these uh, rock worms. I'll just go by foot. It's faster. <laughs> Laura is getting aggressive with some of these creatures. Well, I'm just going to make just sure like you, don't get, you don't get killed. You know, we can't okay. have a podcast without a host. Mm, no. <laughs> but I can resurrect So I'm, I'm in the water here, and yeah. uh, where are we going now? To the cottage. Okay. That's the cottage you would... Uh, wait, the cottage oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, there's another fort here. Garbert's Cottage. Garbert's... Yeah, they, they, these are just uh, men. Who, yes. And, and if this you, is where uh, you come across a golem at one point, and he's yeah. looking for well, fish, isn't he? Yeah, well, because um, at first, if, um, if when you're sent here, he, he um, um, complains about uh, having to relocate because he got attacked, attacked by Bert, Tom, and Bill. And those are the three trolls we just visited. Oh, okay. So he, he they were um, uh, waging war in, in the region, and of, of course now it's quiet. But that's why they are, uh, according to uh, to the game, mm -hmm. they moved here. And then um, and someone is stealing... Um, his fish because he's a fisherman and then we i have to uh, we have to go out and figure out who it is and then uh, surprise it, surprise it's gollum it turns out to be gollum yeah but, uh, and he escapes so yeah and it kind of makes sense because in this part of the game um we're still following the fellowship and so gollum must be must be doing the same so yeah. he's, he's probably just pursuing the fellowship and uh, yeah we will meet gollum again in mirkwood so yes all right, so oh, here's a this small road here on the other side of the river that leads up. Up and up it's and actually up. Actually, quite steep. This. Wow. Yeah. It's still pitch dark. Uh, sky is full of stars. Now, are these stars kind of real? Do do we do you have like? Uh, uh, there are real constellations. Are, real constellations, but Earth constellations. Yes. Or or, or fictional ones. The Big Dipper is in the north. Huh. Look, face north. And look up, and it should be a Big Dipper. Oh wow! Somewhere. I love that. Oh yeah, yeah. there it is. There. <laughs> How cool! So Middle Earth must still be somewhere. Yeah, but it's called differently by the uh, by the in the, by in the elves. Universe. I don't know. Uh, Laura, do you know how it's called? The Seven Stars. Um, I'm. You know, I don't think that uh, or the. Uh, Great sickle or something. I can't remember offhand what they called it. Um, and the net stars. And and the seven stars. It's not clear that that's the seven stars. And actually, the the Pleiades are around somewhere. Yeah, too. isn't that called the net stars? Yeah. Well, there's seven of those too, aren't there? The seven sisters. So that could be the seven stars as well. We could do a whole uh, show, we'll I think. We have to do a thing on astronomy. Yeah, we should, we, we should uh, ask an, an, an amateur astronomer who also plays the game to uh, enlighten us. That uh, would be really well, that, cool. My, my undergraduate degree is in astronomy, so... Oh, wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, we could definitely it's do a, uh, an episode But I have not really looked the, into it here. The, uh, there, there's, a whole, there's a lot of information uh, about the constellations, uh, but apparently uh, the... The stars also played a, a role in the in the early kind of in the formation of this uh, of Middle Earth. Certain of these constellations are are mentioned, uh, I think, in the earliest mythology of uh, of Middle Earth as well. Yeah, well, we the uh, evening star or Venus in in Middle Earth is actually a Silmaril. Um, Iarendil, who was Elrond's father, uh, took a Silmaril. Mm -hmm. to Valinor to try to save the people of Middle-earth who were being beset by Morgoth at that time. And the, um, the, the Valar wouldn't let him come back because he's half-mortal. So they said, well, you can't go back. You can stay here, but you have to do a job for us. You have to, to take the ship and go in the sky and, and be the star. Oh, wow. So, so he's the evening star. Mm -hmm. Well, I've got a proposition. Why don't we do our next uh, episode about the cosmology of uh, of Middle Earth? Uh, because I, I mean, w w this is a, a good point, I think, to wrap up this episode. 
mm-hmm. standing on mm-hmm. this uh, mountainside sure. and looking at the stars, and that's a that's a nice little bridge to our next episode. And uh, we'll do some research, and hopefully uh, that'll give us some more insight. I, I just can't believe that Tolkien even thought of that in, in yeah. his mythology. And if people are listening and they are um, astronomers or they like to do something with stars, then oh, yeah, uh, feel free to contact us. Let us know. Just uh, send an email to Tolkien at sqpn.com and uh, we'd be uh, very happy to uh, to get you on the show um, if, if we can make that happen uh, technically. But I think that uh, for now we've done enough traveling here in Middle Earth, and so we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening. You find uh, previous episodes and future episodes of this uh, podcast on MiddleEarth.SQPN.com, or just look for Secrets of Middle Earth in iTunes. And uh, we are also uh, uh, available on um, Gosh on the main I website of SQPN. Oh, Bilbo. Going now. Bid you all a very fond farewell. <laughs>